as Mike mentioned, I'm Lucas Austin. I'm an elder here, and we, from time to time we fill in for Mike. Uh, it's good for us spiritually to grow and gives us opportunity to, to grow in uh, teaching and preaching. So we appreciate the opportunity to be up here. Uh, we've been in a series called The Power to Change, and it's based on a book written by Craig Crochelle. And uh, you know, it's, it's more a, more of a more than a self help book. It's a it's a book about spiritual transformation. Uh, but it's certainly a tool we can use uh, as we read through the book. Uh, and you know, I'm kind of reminded of that this week. I was reading in the book of Nehemiah and uh, how God sent Nehemiah uh, to rebuild the wall. Uh, and you know, God could have snapped his fingers, but he didn't. Uh, he he he. Uh, picked Nehemiah to go and uh, you know he had to gather up all the tools and the materials and the people and uh, he had to make that happen he had to manage that and make that happen uh, so God doesn't always just snap his fingers uh, for a transformation we often you know have to go through something um, and you know uh, thinking about it you know change doesn't happen overnight um, no one plans on messing up their lives no one plans on working a dead-end job, uh, no one plans on uh, being addicted to a substance, uh, no one plans on being pregnant at 16, uh, you know, no one plans any of that, no one plans on messing up their life, but, you know, oftentimes it, it, it may take uh, uh, weeks, months, decades uh, to happen, but oftentimes people will summarize it and in one sentence. Have you ever heard anybody do this? They'll be like, well, he, uh, he always struggled with alcohol and uh, finally, finally did him in. His wife left him. His kids hate him. Uh, and, and now here he is, you know, or she started using again. Uh, she lost her job. She lost her home. Now she's back on the street. Or maybe even worse, maybe something like uh, he's always struggled with, uh, with his diet. He always struggled with food, food addiction. Uh, you know, and the doctors warned him, but now he's dead at age 45 of a heart attack. So we often can summarize someone's uh, demise in just one sentence. Uh, but the fact is, it hardly ever happens that way. Okay? Usually it's over a period of time, like I said earlier, a period of time. Um, you know, today we're going to look at an example in the Old Testament, uh, an Old Testament character, or not actually a character, a real person, uh, perhaps the strongest man in human history, um, great hair, bad taste in women, somebody yell it out here for me, Samson, yeah, we're talking about Samson, and in the book, Craig Crochelle uses him well, we can read over in uh, Samson, or Judges 13 about uh, when Samson was born, and I read this this past week, Samson was called by the Lord to help free the Israelites from the Philistines. Samson's mission would require physical strength. The Lord made a covenant with Samson that as long as he obeyed the Lord, he would be physically strong. So you wonder, you know, as we, uh, you all know the story of Samson, how could somebody with so much potential, uh, uh, you know, someone created by God with such a specific person, how could somebody like that uh, end up uh, losing, his, losing his strength, becoming blind, and ultimately losing his life uh, to the hands of the Philistines, someone that was created to, to help the Israelites out in that uh, situation. And, uh, you know, it all didn't happen at once, but, uh, 
you know, it was one bad decision, one wrong move, or a series of bad habits that kind of got him there. And in the book, Craig Kershell specifically uses a number here. He says that Samson uh, took 56,250 steps in the wrong direction uh, to get there. But we can sum it up kind of in one verse here. Uh, over in Judges chapter 16, they kind of, this is kind of the beginning of the end of Samson. One day, uh, Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. He went to spend the night with her. So one day, Samson did that. Uh, so let's look at this uh, 56,250 steps that he alludes to. If you, uh, if you do some research, Samson's hometown, we know from the book of Judges that, w that he was born in Zorah, and that's where he lived, and he traveled 25 miles uh, to Gaza. Now notice here that he didn't get the prostitute in his hometown. He, he decided to go to Gaza to do that. And if we look at it, step by step he went, 25 miles is equivalent to about 56,250 steps it took him to get to Gaza. Uh, so some of you guys that keep up with your step count every day, you guys already knew that, right? That 56,250 steps, about 25 miles. Uh, let me ask you something. Do you ever use your, I'm with you, I do it too. Do you ever use your step count to uh, eat more? Yeah. <laughs> I do it every day. Okay, I got three miles in today. Uh, yeah, so, uh, let's see, I lost my place. Oh, no one plans to, you know, mess up their own life. No one plans to live paycheck to paycheck. Uh, no one plans, as like I said earlier, to, you know, work a dead-end job. Samson didn't plan on ruining his life. Okay, it happened step by step, one bad decision, one wrong turn one harmful habit at a time. Before we get too far into it, as you can see, we're going to be talking about bad habits today. I did want to do a quick review of where we've been. Uh, Mike's uh, done three weeks of this so far. Uh, the first week, we, it was kind of on the spiritual who, uh, and uh, he, Craig had this uh, to say in his book, you do what you do because of what you think of you. Okay, you do what you do because of what do you think of you. And that real and lasting change uh, isn't uh, behavior modification, but spiritual transformation. And it's kind of the backbone of this whole series. You know, we want spiritual transformation. Uh, the spiritual why, not just your earthly why. You know, uh, yeah, we want to, you know, be in great shape and eat right and all those things. But what's your spiritual why behind that? You know, it's because we want to take care of the temple that, uh, that God gave us, right? Uh, the spiritual what, based on what you want to become, what habit do you need to start? And Mike also said that, uh, you know, even your small habits make us who we are. And that hope doesn't change you, but habits do. Hope doesn't change you, but, but habits do. And today we're going to kind of focus on your spiritual what not. Uh, and uh, based on what you want to become, what one habit do you want to break? Okay. Based on what you want to become, what one habit do you want to break? Uh, and I'll let you kind of sit on that for a minute. Uh, jump over on, uh, in, in your Bibles to James 1 and 21. Here's what he had to say. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. 
And uh, some translations there say, get rid of all your filthy habits, okay? We all have them, right? I got a bad habit of coaching basketball, right, Greg? Uh, no, I, I've got plenty of them. Uh, you cannot defeat what you do not define. You cannot defeat what you do not define. Uh, so if you're like me, there's a lot of bad habits that you could break in your life. Uh, but let's be sp- specific and let's pick one. Let's start with one. Uh, perhaps it's your diet. Maybe you want to eat fewer sweets. Maybe you want to cut down on the carbs. Maybe you want to drop a few pounds. Maybe you want to gain a few pounds. I don't know. Uh, maybe you want to quit fast food. Uh, maybe it's digital. Uh, maybe you want to stop playing video games. Uh, maybe you want to quit looking at inappropriate material on your phone or the internet. Uh, does that include the news? Okay. Uh, maybe it's a substance you want to quit. Maybe you want to quit smoking. Uh, maybe you want to quit prescription drugs. Maybe you've got an alcohol problem or a marijuana problem. Maybe you just have a bad attitude all the time. Maybe you want to work on your attitude. Uh, maybe it's situational. Maybe you're late for work a lot. You want to change that. Maybe you want to follow through on projects that you start or promises. Maybe you have road rage. Maybe you get angry at rec ball games. Okay? Uh, I'm throwing them all out there, so I want to make sure nobody thinks they don't have any bad habits. Perhaps it's relational. Maybe you just want to be more caring or patient or more more romantic. Maybe you want to do better in your relationship uh, with your sons and daughters and your brothers and sisters. Uh, So after we pick a habit and decide which habit we're going to go with, uh, what do we do next? Craig uses this phrase. Uh, and Mike alluded to it last week, remove the cue and interrupt the action. Remove the cue, interrupt the action. Now, I'm sure he didn't make that up. I see some counselors and therapists in here. I'm sure they're like, yeah, he didn't make that up. That's been around for a while. Uh, It's pretty elementary, it seems, as Mike said last week, but it's very true, okay? You got to remove the cue. And here in a minute, when we take a look at that graph that Mike showed us last week with the habit uh, cycle. It'll make a little more sense, but, uh, you know, do we have any deer hunters in here? You know, I know we've got a few. Uh, I like to deer hunt, you know, uh, and not necessarily deer hunt, but maybe it's just, maybe you like spending time in nature. Maybe, uh, you know, it's just you and nature one-on-one. I think the reason I started hunting in the first place, and you'd be surprised, uh, non-hunters would be surprised that most hunters if you ask them why they like being out there, it's the, it's the time spent in the woods with nature and just all the sounds and things. I can remember as a young man going out in the stand and, you know, packing my lunch and sitting on the stand all day, just me and nature and my thoughts. Uh, man, what happened? Uh, a little black box happened, okay? And you guys, you deer hunters, you can be honest with me. Now we spend a little time on our phones out in the woods. Now I'm an iPhone user, and every Sunday morning, I'm not sure why it's Sunday, but every Sunday around 9 a.m. I get a little screen time alert, lets me know what my screen time is, and I usually don't pay any attention to it. Uh, Back in November, we were on our way to church, and I had my uh, phone on the console of the truck, and it dings and pops up. I glance at it, and... Ashley kind of catches kind of catches Ashley's eye, and she's like, "Hmm, your screen time was up fifty eight percent this week." And I was like, "Hmm, not sure what's going on." So the next time I'm in the woods, uh, kind of just ignored that. 
I'm watching uh, Facebook reels. I'm watching deer hunting as I deer hunt, okay? <laughs> and I got this real giant on there, you know. I come across this real giant buck, and I hear something. I look up, and I see an eight-pointer. And uh, it's nothing I want to shoot, really, but it's an eight-pointer nonetheless. And I look at it, and then I look back at my phone, and I start watching my phone again, okay? <laughs> So then I realized, well, hey, I got a real problem here. You know, I'm out here to hunt, and I'm watching on my phone. So I do what any responsible person. I remove the cues, so I re uh, delete Facebook. Uh, so for the rest of the season, as I'm out there sitting, just me and myself, uh, I get my phone out and start watching YouTube shorts instead, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, why is it so hard to quit... Uh, a bad habit, or why is it, why is it so difficult to uh, start good habits but quit bad ones? Uh, here's one reason that Craig talks about in the book. Good habits is, are the pain is now and the payoff is later. The pain is now and the payoff is later. We all probably have experienced this, especially with New Year's resolutions. Uh, I'm sure everybody started an exercise program. You know, we had this big thing where we're going to start exercising, we're going to get healthy. Uh, you know, for God's sake, right? And uh, so we get on Amazon first, and we, we, get, we get all the gear. We get our AirPods. We get our headband. We got our Lulu. Uh, uh, we got our Lulu lemons, okay? We got our Nikes. So we spent like 400 bucks to get ready for this project. And we get up every morning, and we're grinding it out on the treadmill and hitting the weights, and after a couple of weeks, we're tired, we're hungry, we're sleepy. So we decide to jump on the scale, and we gain two pounds, okay? <laughs> so what do we do? We quit. It's easy to quit, right? Uh, bad habits are kind of the opposite, you know? The payoff is now, and the pain's later, you know? Kind of back to that chart we'll see here in a minute. You see the donut, you know, you want the donut, you eat the donut, you get the dopamine hit, and the pain doesn't come to later, much later, when you go to the doctor and he says, you know, you've got to change your diet. So most people don't mess up their lives all at once. It's one bad habit at a time, okay? Uh, I want to veer off here for just a second. Uh, I've got a question for you. Uh, when you lie, who do you think you lie to the most? So when you lie, who do you think you lie to the most? Uh, first of all, how many of you lie... You know, we, we lie hundreds of times a day is what they, they tell us is, uh, so when you lie, when, who do you lie to the most? Uh, have you ever lied to your boss? You know, you, it's, you see you're looking at the weather app, sunny and 70 on Tuesday, uh, and they set the system up for you to lie. They give you two personal days and 30 sick, okay? So you call in and you're sick today because it's gorgeous outside, uh, Kids, do you ever lie to your parents? I'm looking at Abigail here. Okay. Parents, do you ever lie to your kids? You know, we do it all the time. Dad, can we go do this? Yeah, maybe later. No, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're just stalling, okay? What about social media? Do you ever post things that aren't quite true? You know, we're so happy. We're a great family. Okay, we do everything right. Okay, so we, you, you might be surprised that uh, research says that the person you lie to the most is you, okay? Earlier I said pick a habit, and some of you have been pondering on that. And I bet you've developed all kinds of lies or excuses on certain habits that you don't want to give up, okay? 
we tell ourselves like things like, well, we can change that later. It's, I'm too busy right now. I'm too stressed out. I need that. Okay. Uh, it's really not that big of a deal. It's not even an addiction, really. I could stop at any time. You know, everyone does it. You know, uh, I'm not motive. I'm not. It's not a motivated person. I can't do that. It's too hard. I don't care what everyone else thinks, or we tell ourselves we'll be just fine. Okay. Uh, the over in Jeremiah 17:9. Here's what he says: uh, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? The unredeemed heart can lie to others. We can lie to ourselves hundreds of times a day. Uh, so before we defeat, we have to define. In order to define, we have to do some soul searching and some self-examination. Uh, based on what I want to become, what bad habit do I need to give up? David prayed this prayer over in Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. You cannot defeat what you do not define. Okay? Um, I've got this graph here. I don't know if i got a graphic of it. The habit loop. Uh, Mike used it last week. Uh, just to remember. I don't know if i got it on there or not. But we got a cue. Yeah, there it is. Uh, we see the donut. We crave the donut. We respond by eating it. And we get the dopamine hit. So remove the cue. Out of the equation, it interrupts the action, right? Pretty simple. Uh, Craig Rochelle gives five common cues, and again, I'm sure these aren't something he made up. Uh, I'm sure it's been around for a while, but he, he lists them out, uh, places, times, mood, moments, and people, okay? These are the five cues. So uh, if you've quit something, if you've ever quit anything, these are the cues that can affect you, like places. You, you know, you usually don't have a foul mouth here in church. That usually happens at the rec ball game, right? Uh, we usually don't uh, uh, look at inappropriate things in the morning while we're doing our Bible study. You know, that happens at night when you're hungry, lonely, or tired. And that's a mood. And in addiction programs, they use the, um, not that. The anagram, but the acronym. The acronym, HALT. Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Okay, when you're those things, you got to be on guard the most. That's when you're at your weakest. What about moments? Okay, I used to struggle with nicotine addiction. I did for probably 30 years. Uh, and, you know, when I was quitting, I, I figured out real quick that I had a lot of cues. I had a lot of moments when I would want to dip. Every time I was awake I wanted one okay every time I climbed in my truck or on the lawnmower I went fishing or I went hunting okay or I was with this person or with that person which leads me to my next one people you know we all know it's true you know we've heard all the sayings about you know you run the, with the dogs and you get fleas we all know but it's often the hardest to remove over in Proverbs uh, Solomon said this uh, over in Proverbs 13, he said, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Okay? Uh, so true. Remove the cue, interrupt the action. In the book, he gives a couple examples here. We'll go over, you know, uh, how many people have the snooze button problem? I actually have about 10 alarms set. And when I hit snooze, 
it's a five-minute thing, I think. So it, by, by the time all my alarms are going off, it's just a constant alarm, okay? Uh, and I've been working on this since this series, actually. I got in this book, and except for that one morning. Uh, I've done pretty good. I've got up as soon as the alarm goes off, get up, do my routine, study, uh, all that good stuff, and pray. Uh, so how do you remove the cue? You can move the phone across the room, right? That way you've got to get up to get it. You know, overspend on Amazon. You know, remove the app or maybe give, your, uh, give a friend your password so you've got to go through them. You can't stop looking at things on your phone. You know, put some limits on it. Put some locks. Put some safeguards, okay? If that don't work, you know, get a dumb one. Perhaps your habit is uh, more serious. You know, maybe your addiction's way deeper than changing a password or uh, getting some self-help. Maybe you need some professional help, okay? Uh, you got to remember that asking for help doesn't make you weak, but it makes you wise. Why resist a temptation in the future if you have the power to eliminate it today? Remove the cue, interrupt the action. Mike said this last week. He said that habits, uh, the habits you have today will shape who you become tomorrow. So I've got a couple questions here, four actually. Uh, do you like the directions your habits are taking you? What habit's holding you back? What's ha what habit's holding you back? What habit would someone else point out as a problem? What habit would God say you need to change? Hey, remember that prayer David prayed? We often justify ourselves and say things like, but God, I do all the other stuff right. You know, I get up every morning, I get on, I read and I study your word, I serve at the soup kitchen, I work at the community meal, I'm in the life group, I pay my tithes, okay? Those are all good, uh, but why are you con continuously staring at your phone, okay? But God, I go to church every Sunday, uh, you know, I pray for my neighbors, I help my neighbors, I'm a youth group leader, I'm an elder, I'm a pastor. Then why are certain substances in your life uh, you know, why are you picking those over your friends, family, and God, okay? I say this because you can't defeat what you don't define, and if you, uh, you, if you don't define and you can't define, hold up, let me say that. I say that because you can't defeat what you don't define, and you can't define what you won't admit is a problem, okay? In John 1, 2, and 16, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see. Ain't, isn't that uh, true today? You know, we want to, you know, there's stuff all around us. We, we're, uh, we got all this social media. We crave everything we see. And uh, we take pride in our achievements and possessions. Those are not from the Father, but from the world. So as I think back, you know, a lot of the bad habits that God's led me out of. Uh, Mike said this last week. He was talking about the process of sanctification. You know, again, uh, when we accept the Lord, it's not a snap of the finger fix, but... It takes some time, and we've got to go through some things. I can say this. He never snapped his fingers and fixed my bad habits. Uh, sometimes it took some real convincing. Uh, sometimes I had to take some hard falls. I had to define it. I had to own it. And also had to have a real desire to quit it. Okay? If you don't have a real desire to quit, then it's probably not going to happen. I believe that God can transform us like that, though. I believe that He can use the Holy Spirit and convict and convince us that we've got to call certain things out of our life. I came across this this week. I read this. The Spirit convicts man by focusing his thinking upon the breeding place of his sin, his attitude towards God. 
Jesus taught that sin begins in his desires, his intentions, and his attitudes of the heart. The sin of adultery is, first, uh, first of all, the sin of lust. And the sin of murder is, first of all, the sin of hatred. No one plans on messing up their life. No one plans uh, to be in a bad spot. Samson didn't plan on losing his strength and his sight and being held captive by the Philistines. The bad news is that it took him 56,250 steps to get there, or he took 56,250 steps in the wrong direction. But the good news is that he had 56,250 steps to turn around. Okay, And so do you. Uh, God's grace is so good. Craig Rochelle writes this, You are not what you did, you're not what you're doing now, but if you continue in that, you'll be more of that if you don't turn from it. If you want to change your life, change your habits. If you want to change your habits, then let God change your heart. And that's out of the book there. Jesus came for the broken, uh, not for the healthy, but for the sick. He came for people with bad habits like you and me, and He died in our place. He became sin. God raised Him from the grave so that no matter what you did, what bad habit you have, uh, He can save you from it. Take a stand. Make, draw a line in the sand today. What bad habit do you need to take a look at? Define it. Own it. Pray God will walk with you. Remove the cue and interrupt the action. And in closing, this praise team comes back up, starts back up this way. Um, I want to leave you with this verb, uh, verse over in Proverbs. Solomon writes this in Proverbs 4, 14 and 15. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the ways of the evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go your way. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way. Based on what you want to become, you know, what's your response today to the message? Here at Cornerstone, we have what you call a, a response time. And if you look in the seat back in front of you, there's a little card that explains it a little deeper if you ever want to take a look at that. Uh, if you're new here, if you're, if you're new, you want to fill out a communication card, drop it off over back by Larry over there. He might have a gift for you. Uh, if you're online, uh, you can type in the comments how, we, how, how, how you want to respond. Uh, if you want to pray, you can go over by the cross. Uh, there's a bunch of elders here. Mike, Larry, Caleb, Austin's here today. I seen them back there. Uh, if you want to talk, you can talk with those guys. Uh, also, Jenny's here. Jess is here. Ashley's here. There's all kinds of people here that will sit down and pray with you and talk with you. I'll be in the back at the end as well, and Mike's here today too. Uh, yeah, so let's pray. Father God, I'd just like to thank you for this day. Thank you for everyone that's here, Lord. Thank you for being with us today in the message, Lord. Uh, pray that you'll um, seek out our heart, Lord. Take a look at us. Uh, let us know where we need to change. Uh, let us know where we can work on. Uh, pray that you'll go with us through the week, Lord, and just uh, let this message just sink in with us and uh, let us walk the walk that you want us to. And all these things we ask in your son's precious name. Amen.